Hello, fellow Redbirds. Welcome to Bird Fans Forever, podcast number 37. Please follow us on our at Bird Fans Forever Twitter account to be notified of our latest podcast videos and to participate in our fun polls. Also, go visit our website, www.birdfansforever.com, where you can find a list of our previous podcasts. If you haven't already done so, go visit Bird Fans Forever on YouTube and dunk on that subscribe button. YouTube has our archive of classic Redbird games that we've accumulated thanks to so many Redbird fans who've been kind enough to share their video libraries with us. Um, we keep, we hope to keep adding to our collection of games, and if you are a fan, chances are you will find a game on there that you will want to lose a couple of hours watching. A good game to catch is the March 19th, 2008 NIT game versus Utah State. A great Redbird win with today's guest. Our guest today played two years for our Illinois State Redbirds from 2006 to 2008, coming from Coffeyville Junior College, where he was a teammate of Anthony Slack. He earned first-team NJCAA All-America Honors in 2006 and was a member of the 2007 MVC All-Newcomer Team. We'll be right back with Boo Richardson. Hello, Bird fans. This is Bird Fans Forever. This is episode number 37 with Boo Richardson, number five from ISU. Go, my man, Boo. How you doing, Boo? Good. How you guys Boo? doing? Good. Boo played on an NIT team. He is seventh all-time leaders with steals. He is fourth all-time steals in a game with four. I could list more of them, but we really want to talk to Boo and not hear John read off records. So we're going to get into Boo. Boo, thank you for being on. We know you played with Big Slack and Osiris, and you played one year under Muller and Muller, and then you played one year under Jank. So, we always ask, how'd you get to ISU? Um, I know uh, Slack Attack, and I already <laughs> spoke a little bit, but uh, I was a JUCO All-American at Coffeyville Community College, and I was getting recruited heavily uh, by a lot of uh, Division Ones. And uh, I took my visits. I had a couple of visits. I went down to Tulsa University, uh, and I also went to New Mexico. Uh, and it just came down to, to the coaching, uh, as far as Coach Moser uh, and uh, Coach Jans, which was a top, a top assistant guy. Yeah. Uh, so it was up between them. And I also had Texas Tech with Bobby Knight. Wow. So Bobby Knight had came to my uh, one of my our last one of our home games, our last home games, and. I just remember at the free throw line, being at the free throw line and making my free throw. I made my first one, and then Bobby Knight just stopped the whole crowd basically and was like, Boo, the scholarship yours. <laughs> yeah. This is during mid game, too, mid game. So the crowd gave me a standing ovation. And maybe like a day or two after that, you know, I kind of verbal committed a little bit uh, through my coaching, through the assistant coaches down there. But I seen a talk show, a TV show on ESPN with Bobby Knight. And he was throwing the basketball and cussing his point guard out. So I told I told uh, Coach Hurt that called me. I was like, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. And I had a great visit at Illinois State. I had a great visit. Uh, Jans and them came on campus uh, on the Coffeyville campus with like the cardboard boxes. It was like I work for Boo. I work for Slack. And, and they was walking around the whole campus. You know, when it was time to sign. And when I went on my visit to uh, Bloomington Normal. Uh, man, I got a chance to meet uh, Greg Dillegard, uh Levi, really? Brandon Hopes, um, the whole team that was there. 
And I think Dom, yeah, Dom Johnson, he was a player. He was a, my teammate as well, junior oh, yeah. college player. He came up that weekend to see if I was on sign because he wanted to see how tall I was, who I was. <laughs> he was kind of like the same position. So, man, I, I went on a visit. Me and Slack went on our visit to uh, ISU together, which was pretty cool. And we had a great time. We had a great time. The, uh, the community was great. Uh, got out of the plane, went to uh, the pub too. Uh, went to the pub too. You know, that was like the selling point there. Uh, got a chance to enjoy all that there. And just had a great time. Ended up going back to the guys' uh, apartments. They had hot tubs in the front room. Uh, Craig Gilligard had t- hot tubs. So I'm like, yo, I'm coming. I'm coming here. <laughs> this is the best of the best. So I ended up flying back. I ended up committing uh, at an arena football game. I think at the time, uh, Illinois State yep. had an arena. I mean, Bloomington Norman had an uh, arena football. Yep. I ended up going to the game, and I just had a great time. I, I love the community. Uh, the coaches did a great job uh, recruiting me all, all year. Uh, that was my big thing for uh, transferring out of junior college, just like make right. sure I get recruited, uh, not by the fourth or fifth coach. I wanted the head coach to come out and show mm-hmm. me I was important to his program. So Moser came out a lot, Jens came out a lot, and the football guys at uh, Coffeeville Community College, you know, they was all guys that was about to go to big-time universities as well, and they was like, y'all are stupid if y'all don't go to Illinois State. <laughs> These guys got the cardboard boxes signs. They saying they'll work for Boo, they'll do this, they'll do that. So it was, it was a selling point with the two coaches. They did a great job, and also the community and the pub too, all the people that was there, and just the – the atmosphere, you know, I got a chance to do my research on um, Illinois State, Redbird basketball. So I fell in love with it, and my mentality was I wanted to go to a program instead of Texas Tech where they had rich history and NBA guys already, you know, on the roster. Uh, I wanted to go somewhere and, and put that school on the map, um, which I feel like we revamped uh, ISU again. So that was my that was my number one goal uh, going to ISU. Uh, like I said, just want to put that – that school back on the map, and just the great people. I'm telling you, the great people of Bloomington Normal uh, and, and Moser and Jens, they, they sold it. So that's how I ended up getting there. So I, I got to say this. First of all, great instincts on Bobby Knight, 100%. So when they found out that I committed to Illinois State, I get a phone call. And this is right, right before our practice. Oh, yeah. And I'm walking to my lo- to the locker room at Coffeeville, and my coach, like Coach Hurt, like, "Hey, Boo, he's in his office." He's like, Bobby Knight. I'm like, "Tell him I'm not going." <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, "He's like, no, you got to come over here and say it yourself. Be a man. Come talk to him." So I'm like, "Coach, no." So I get on the phone. I get on the phone with Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight is like, "I don't know if I can cuss on here." Uh-oh. Can I? <laughs> we'll, we'll beep it out. You've been all right, here. all right. Well, well, the first thing Bobby Knight said, "Are you fucking serious? Illinois, <laughs> Texas Tech, the Big Twelve, the fucking Missouri Valley." I'm like, I'm like, coach, like, he cussing. You're like, coach, so, I made the right decision. That's what yeah. You said. <laughs> it was it was super cool. Uh, it was like a great a great moment. Like I said, I had a lot of head coaches come out. I got recruited heavily, but just to have Bobby Knight, uh, he, he, I think they lost to Oklahoma State by like 20 or 30, yeah. and he got on a private plane to come see me. Uh, he told me he never came to watch a junior college player play. Uh, so I was the first one, you know, because I, I wanted the head coach to come out and yeah. be yeah. part of my recruiting process because, 
you know, at a university, they got four or five coaches. Everybody yeah. could be somewhere else, but if I didn't get that head coach experience, like, I feel like they didn't want me. You right. know, they kept sending assistant guys out. So to see Bobby Knight come out, man, the, the Coffeeville community, like, it was like a big thing. Like, everybody was coming in town. They knew he was coming. And, man, he, he screamed out loud. He was like, boo, you got the scholarship. <laughs> and I'm like, the whole gym just give us a big stand ovation. And I watched ESPN, you know, like two nights after that. I'm like, I don't know if I can handle this because at that time, you know, I had a great coach with Coach Herkimer. And, you know, he was a, he was a hard, hard coach, but he wasn't a big screamer or, or you know, Bobby Knight. You, you see it, right, you know, the right. legendary throwing the chair. You know, great, great guy, great, you know, you know, great everything. What I didn't hurt, you know, I never played for him. But at that time, I was just so scared to make that jump. And he told me straight up, too, he's like, you probably going to play about 20 minutes, 20, 22 minutes a game, not the 40 minutes you've been playing. And right. he's like, because we had a, they had an NBA player right there, Jared Jacks or something like that. It was a it was a really good guard, All-American. He's like, you could play the one or the combo guard or you could come off the bench. It's on you. You know, he, he let me know I was going to have to earn it, which I was okay with that because I, I earned it everywhere I went. But I was just kind of, you know, scared of his personality, seeing the episode. So I was like, I think I'm going to go to the other side of town. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's right. true. You, you, you committed first, right? And then yeah, I committed, I committed on that visit. Yep, I committed. Um, you know, we both had a visit uh, together, me and Slack. We was, we was teammates in uh, Coffeeville, and we, that's like my brother. You know, so we, we was picking schools together. You know, we had a lot of package deals like Cincinnati, Oklahoma. We had a lot of schools that was, like, interested in doing package deals with us. And it's like, you know, I think they had a big at the time. I don't remember who was there. It was, it was a couple guys. Dilly and, and uh, Ronnie. Yeah, I knew them too. But it was like somebody else. Some other guys was there before we got there as well. I think they not a guard. It was a guard that didn't come back uh, because I was coming in. Uh, I forgot who that guy was, but I'm like, tell, I'm telling Slack, I was like, man, come. I'm like, come with me, you know, see how it is, you know, because he had like, he had Oklahoma, Missouri State, you know, he had a lot of different schools after him too. And, you know, we was connected for two years, you know, we had a good bond. And, you know, sometimes you, you do want to get your own identity, you know, and when we want to visit together, I end up committing first uh, because I, I just had a great time. You know how to, you know how the yeah. business are. You know, yeah. you're having a great time. You, you're you living in the moment. And I'm like, I see myself making an impact here. So I committed. I think uh, Slack was more hesitant because uh, it was had three bigs. You had Levi at 6'11". You had Ronnie uh, was about 6'10". You had yeah. Greg Lagarde about 6'8", 6'9". So I, I don't think Slack really had the, you know, the mindset at the time. But I end up, you know, kind of getting in his ear like, you way better than them dudes. I'm like, we're going to work hard. We're going to work hard. We're going to do what we do. You know, we're going to do what we do. We're going to compete. We're going to go bust their butts, and you're going to be the starter. Right. And he's like, all right, all right. And also, like I said, the, the football guys on the college, uh, Coffeeville campus, they they helped sell the deal too because uh, Slack ended up committing to uh, Missouri State. I want to say the next couple of days he went on a visit there, and I think he's just seen a better fit for him because it wasn't a lot of traditional right. bigs. Right. You know, and Slack at that time was just getting as big. He's not as big as he was now, but right. now, he's a, now he's a house. Yeah, yeah. not as a house now. Nah. Yeah. So he was. I think he's he had that mindset. Yeah, he's definitely that. He got super guns. Yeah, he had that mindset. Just I think he was just kind of you know smaller, smaller forward. But yeah. he was a workhorse, and 
me and a couple other guys on campus, just, you know, like, this is what we do. You know, we work hard, we take guys' spot, we compete at a high level, and that's what we want. We want a challenge. We don't want to go nowhere where we're just going to basically get a starting spot or just get anything handed to us. So I committed, then he committed. But I like, like I said, I, I thank the Coffeeville football team for that one because they actually, like, convinced him, like, you're going to be going with Boo. Y'all already know each other's game. You know, he going to pass you the ball, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, on and off the floor, you guys already connected. So it just, like I said, it came together. And it was, man, truly one, I think, the best decision I made. And I'm glad he made it, too, because it, it helped our brotherhood, you know, our friendship. Like I said, we best friends. And we got a chance to be part of history, man, together for, for basically four years. I, I say three because we, we kind of had an up and down junior year. But for four years, man, we, we looked out at each other for each other on off the floor. Well, yeah. and Boo, that's what, you know, I tell the young kids. That is the gift that you have and I've been also given, right? I can pick up the phone and within an hour get a phone call back from five or six dudes I played with. Mm -hmm. You're the same way, right? I see yep. your little, you guys have been nice enough to pull me into your little group chat and the, 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 the the chatter that goes on between you guys is nothing but love. It's all love. Yeah. So, all love. All love. But, I mean, it, it, it's, it's from the heart, right? It's the, that's, the, that's the brotherhood or the bond. That is the gift you are given when you play three or four years together with somebody, right? And it's the, these kids that are transferring every two years, they're, they're going to miss out on that. So, oh, big, big time. Big time. We, I was just talking to a buddy about that. You know, they, they don't, you don't get the whole experience. and. Right. Right. But, you know, it, it's times is, I, I had to face it too, you know, yeah. times is different. It's kind of how the game has changed. You know, it, it went from big to small. Now it's position of basketball, you know. So just everything's changing, you know. So right. to, to to see college going to a business type of thing, they definitely missing on a lot of stuff. Because even not even with, just with sports, you know, you guys probably, you know, you just have brotherhoods. You just yeah. have friendships yeah. that you get from yeah. college. That, that lasts forever, you Last know, and it's, it's just it's great because you, you stay at that university for two years, three or four years, and you just build a bond, you know. Yeah. I know coming from junior college, it was a struggle, you know. You had to really had to grind and get out the mud from junior college because you're basically in a small town, you know, you got your goals written down, you're trying to get to a university, right. so it, you're out of the middle of nowhere most of the time. You know, a lot of the good junior colleges in Kansas and Missouri which is, you know, basically feels you you far away from everywhere. Absolutely. So you, you just you got your head down trying to get somewhere in the next year or two because of your grades, your ACT scores. So it, it's a grind, but you know, like I love them was the two two great years of my life yeah, at Coffeeville, and then you add the other two at Illinois State. So I loved it, you know. And that brotherhood is forever, you know. Like I said, forever. The, we yeah. we definitely talk a lot of crap, but at the end of the day, yeah. man, you know, we 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 love because of the camaraderie that we built. Uh, over those two years at ISU, you know, even with the two different coaches, we, we all looked after each other, yeah. you know, so love them guys to death. All right, so your nickname is actually Boo, <laughs> right? And I, we were reading an article, then I saw a stat sheet that said Keith Richards. Er, yep, Richardson. Keith Richardson, yep, yep. And I was like, um, <laughs> help me. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess you want to know where the nickname came from, huh? I guess you guys want to know. I've never, I, I've known For you. For sure. I, yes. I knew you when you were playing. I was coming back. I've been around you for the last 16 years. I never knew you. I, I thought your name was Boo, right? Yeah. So, 
It's a it's a hidden. It's it's hidden. It don't match. It, it don't match. It don't have no no matching with each other. Uh, I I just I just didn't like the the nickname. I mean the my real name Keith. Uh, I got it from my, uh, my mom named me after her her two brothers. Um, so that's how I ended up got my real name is Keith Lee Richardson. Uh, but just since a since a baby, um, probably when I was about five or six years old. You know, I kind of been the chosen one in the family, like the spoiled <laughs> one. Uh, my, my grandma spoiled me. You know, a lot of a lot of my uh, family members spoiled me uh, when I was growing up. Uh, basically, like a, um, keeping me out the way. You know, yeah, from my yeah. brothers, my uncles, my cousins. You know, so I was a, I was a grandma's boy and a mama's boy, and all my older cousins, uncles, and them. You know, they used to be like turn turn off the lights and scare me and be like boo. You know, and, and run. And I used to run to my grandma all the time and. She's like, don't mess with my baby. Y'all better not mess with my baby. And it was just boo, you know, because they were trying to pick on me and make me tougher. Yeah, yeah. And I ended up getting that nickname, you know, boo. And it stuck with me. Like, no teachers called me Keith. <laughs> nobody, like, nobody called me Keith at all. You know, I, I tried to go in that first day and be like, they'd be like, what's your name? Keith Richardson. They'd be like, you want to call you anything else? I'd be like, yes, boo. Like, <laughs> so, that's, I wish I could put it on my driver's license without changing it like Metal World Peace. I'm not yeah, trying to yeah. play around our test, but, <laughs> <laughs> but everybody calls me uh, Boo, uh, Boo Richardson. Uh, it's been, uh, I, I, I guess I made a name for myself worldwide. Yeah, yeah, it's, been, it's been a blessing. Um, yeah. Everywhere I go, somebody know who I am. Uh, and I think it's a unique, nick, a unique nickname, uh, Boo Richardson. Uh, so I'm blessed, man, to, to be able to carry that name. Um, like I said, it's a childhood nickname that stuck with me forever. And... I earned a lot of respect from a lot of my teachers and just people growing up. So they call me that a lot. You know, I definitely get a couple of those strong big guys like, I ain't calling you boo. I ain't calling you boo. Like, don't call me nothing then. Don't say nothing to me. You know what I'm saying? So. It's like this. If you were Keith, right? Uh-huh. And we, and we just said Keith. We wouldn't know what ISU basketball player was, but by we say boo, everyone knows you. Everybody knows boo. Everyone, yeah. it's, like, Everybody. It's, like, it's like Michael. Right? Yeah. You say Michael, we know who that is. We say Boo, we know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it's been a blessing. My my dad played ball. Uh, he didn't get to go to college, but he was a basically a local legend. Uh, really, really good. They called him uh, Donnie Ray. Uh, so he had a he had a name. He had a name for himself as a as a good basketball player and a good person throughout the community. And you know, just growing up, you know, you, you know, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. Right. Right. And uh, I felt like I, I didn't ask for it, you know, but I got the same thing my dad got. Because when I was growing up, every time I say my dad's name or say that was my dad, everybody had that ring to it. They was like, oh, I know your dad. Your dad was this. Your dad was that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh, my God, I'm tired of it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fast forward it. You know, it's the same thing with me. You know, I put in so much work, you know, on and off the floor. And my family, uh, my grandma and my family just raised me to be a, a good, respectful person. Yep. Where, you know, it's when you say my name, you know, a lot of people, you know, is going to speak on me, good or bad, you know, but they know who I am. And I think that was a little man complex for me. You know, I, I wanted that. You know, I, yeah, everywhere yeah. I went, I wanted somebody to know who I was when I walked in the gym or when I walked in the door. So, Boo Richardson is unique. Uh, I didn't want to name my son a junior or nothing like that just because I want my son to be able to have his own identity without having Absolutely. the pressure of myself or his mom or grandparents. So, his name is Santana Richardson, so I'm like, you get a whole new flake, like no nickname, you don't got to be junior, <laughs> nothing like that. So, I love it. I love it. I love my nickname, though. It's actually my real name. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's my real name. So, Boo, you, you mentioned you went to Coffeeville for two years, 
and JUCO. So talk about how that prepared you uh, and, and that transition to ISU because you did really well in that transition. You, you came over there, you started all 66 games, every single game you started, and you were named the on the Missouri Valley uh, all new newcomer cover of the year. Yeah. yeah. So no, no newcomer team. Yeah. Tell tell us about the transition and how it helped you. Um, the, the transition. Uh, I definitely had like three transitions uh, coming from high school. I went to Wanda High School, uh, which is a, a big time basketball. I think we have like the most state titles. Uh, we got like twenty uh, Wanda High School. Uh, so I went there for four years and was a starter in high school. Uh, I had three coaches, uh, Steve Lilly, uh, he was a, he ended up coaching at uh, Independence Community College. And then I had the head coach that my sophomore year, I had the head coach that won the last state title in 1998, uh, Wayne Van Dyne. So he had two guys under his belt. Victor Williams was his point guard and Nate Johnson. Uh, so Victor Williams, <laughs> Illinois State for a year before he went to Oklahoma State. Yeah. And then um, this two guard was Nate Johnson. He went to Nebraska University. So I got a chance to play with a coach that coached them two guys for four years and won the state title. And then my junior year, uh, I had a guy named uh, Wendell Moore. He's at the University of uh, Loyola as assistant. Uh, yeah. He was at Tulsa. He was at uh, UMKC under uh, Danny Manny. Uh, he's at Tulsa with Danny Manny. So I got a chance to uh, have a college coach, college basketball player coach me my junior and senior right, year. Right. So I got prepared pretty good going in, like headed to Coffeyville. But when I got to Coffeyville, I, I hit a wall. Um, just the speed, you know, them guys at that level, you know, it was the Jayhawk East and West at the time. Uh, so, like, all the top guys in the country was coming to play in the, uh, the Jayhawk Conference. And Coffeyville is one of the top JUCOs in the, in the country. Uh, so I got recruited from a guy named B.J. Hill. Uh, he was the head coach at uh, Northern Colorado for a couple years there. But um, he recruited me with uh, Coach Herkerman, and I had to spend two years at uh, Coffeyville because I didn't get my grades out of high school. So uh, I started. I was a starter. I beat them guys out. I beat the point guards out uh, when I got to Coffeyville uh, Community College. And them guys were just so much bigger and stronger, and the game was just so much faster from high school. Uh, I ended up going like the first eight games. I was like 0 for 22 from three, but I was I, I was still starting. Uh, I averaged like seven points a game, like six assists, three steals. So I was still doing good, and I never forget. Uh, my coach called a timeout one because I shot a wide open three, and Coach Hurt called a timeout and cussed me out. He's like, "Why up you shooting the ball?" But I'm like, "I'm wide open," and he's like, "You wide open for a reason." And he's like, you shoot, you shoot 20% from three, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, whoa. You know, you guys know, you, you just play hard. You, you're right, not even thinking right. about your percentage. You're not right. thinking about nothing right. else. You just, I'm playing so hard. That's why I'm out on the floor. I'm starting. We winning games. I'm, I'm doing well. Like I said, I still was averaging pretty good numbers as a freshman. And my coach ended up getting um, ejected one game. Uh, he got ejected. And the next game, I ended up hitting a three-pointer. And the crowd just gave me a standing ovation. It was like my first three of the year. And I'm like, I got so mad because I'm like, I'm an athlete. I'm a competitor. So I was just like, all right. So I just remember that night uh, just standing in the gym, uh, making like 500 shots that night. And that was like my turning curve in junior college. But um, Coach B.J. Hill, Coach Shadrick, uh, he played at um, Florida State. He was Reggie Evans' teammate. 
at Coffeyville. So I had a lot of great guys that was in front of me that that laced me with a lot of game that that showed me the ropes uh, from that Coffeyville uh, program. So just seeing all them All American and all them D1 guys on the wall on the on the Wall of Fame, the All American wall and stuff like that. You know, that's I, I wrote my goals and I wanted to go Division One. That was always my goals and. Coach Herkerman, man, that's that's my guy. You know, that's definitely the best coach I, I ever, you know, I got two good solid years with him. And he, he really let me be who I was, you know, let me and, and he helped me. He shaped me. He shaped me for the man I am today as a basketball player and a man. Uh but the junior college route, like it's nothing there to do. It's nothing there to do. Uh the community of Coffeeville is that's like my second home. I love them people. They looked out for me. Uh and just made sure like I was the next one to go on that wall, and Coach Hurt, like he always just kept it just honest with me, kept it real with me, and you know I just never forget. He told me he's like, you you, op you open for a reason, you shooting this, you shooting twenty something percent, blah blah blah, <laughs> you know just going off on me, and he was just telling me about all the you know past guys in the past, the Division One guys, and I just told him one day I'm like I'm gonna be better than all them dudes, I'm gonna be better than everybody, <laughs> and I just lived in the gym, you know I lived in the gym, you know I, I did my push-ups, I ate my peanut butter. Uh, so I, I did all that stuff, you know. Um, it's, I, I had a little cheat code too, you know. Every, like every night, you know, I was kind of small coming. In. I was like 150 or something like that, 155, you know. So I, what I used to do is I don't encourage this for no kids, but this is what they did for me in the old days, you know. Basically, got you know a drunk of Budweiser every night to get that get that little that that belly weight, <laughs> you know. So that was my thing. I would drink a Budweiser uh, beer every night. Didn't, I hated beer, but I just wanted to gain the weight. So I did it until I gained the weight. I did 100 crunches, 100 push-ups a night, ate my peanut butter, and I just got really big after, like, towards my end of my freshman year. And I just worked out every day. I worked out every day in the offseason. Um, Coach Herkerman, he was um, – he always worked out. He still do it to the day. He'd get up about 5 or 6 in the morning and do his little, you know, his laps and jog in the gym. I told myself, I'm going to beat him. I'm going to start beating him in the gym. So what I used to do is I used to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, you know, 4, 4.30, and I'd beat him to the gym. I'd get there about 5.30, start stretching. You know, I'd get the chairs out, the cones and stuff out, and i work out from basically 6 to 7.30 because I had summer school, so I had to go to my class, right. go to my two, three classes for summer school, and then I'd get some lunch, then I'd come right back for another session. And this is no trainer. This is just me. You know, I was putting up shots and rebounding myself. And I worked out every day, and I think my coach, Coach Hurt, seeing how hard I was working and seeing everything I was doing. So when everybody got back on campus, I was like 10, I was separated from everybody. You know, I was like yeah. so much better, wasn't missing shots. You know, I was at a higher level, I was stronger. And he gave me the keys. You know, I, I earned the keys my freshman year, you know, just because of my work effort. But we had another leader uh, there named Ryan Martin. Uh, he ended up going to uh, Wichita State. He was a uh, he was a Coffeeville guy as well, KCK guy. So that's like a big brother to me. But him, that guy right there, him and Reggie Evans and uh, Shadra Jenkins, them guys, man, they just showed me hard work at Coffeeville, and right. I just took it and ran with it. And Coach Hurt, man, he let me be me. Uh, he he definitely gave me some uh, nuggets and you know taught me some stuff about running the offense, how to play defense, how to run a team, and just coaching. You know, I always had that high IQ, but you know just Hearing it from that guy that's been there for years, you know, that in won multiple times championships and um, just sending all them guys to them high D1s, you know, like I said, I, 
I have to be next. And that was my main thing going to junior college because I got recruited by, you know, Hutch. I got recruited by everybody uh, out of town, you know, Parrish, Texas. Uh, I can't think of the other Texas big school name down there for our junior college. And I just got the rich history about JUCO. I didn't know it was like so many like D1 guys and NBA guys that came out of JUCO in the 80s and the early 90s. Yep. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, whoa. I started reading all these guys' names, Ruben Patterson, this and that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I'm going to junior college because, you know, you think yeah. you're going straight D1, you know, out of high school. I didn't have a grade. I didn't know nothing about junior college until my senior year. And then I just started getting all this information and reading about it and looking, doing my research. And I'm like, I think I'm going to go to a junior college because I didn't want to take my ACT no more. I took the practice. Uh, I got like a 19 on the practice. And then I took the real one. I got a 12. I'm like, man, I'm never taking this again. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this stuff I'm seeing right now, I've never seen it in high school, you know. So it was like just a – you know, I didn't want to take it no more just for my sake. I was embarrassed of myself right. because I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't educated for it. So I told myself I was going to go to junior college for that two years and develop, and I was going to go somewhere in my junior year and, and, and start and, and go. But just to answer you guys' question, man, Coach Herkerman and that Coffeyville Community College, like that program, it shapes you as a basketball player, a football player, and a baseball player for your next university once you go off to your university. It yeah. makes you to a boy to a man. A student athlete like real quick uh first day on campus we had 30 guys on campus and i seen about five little guys and i'm like what you do soccer what you, what you here for they like i'm here for basketball i'm like he told me they told me i was gonna be this i was gonna be blah 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 so that's how me and slack and uh my other guys Taraj sanders i got cool with all the big guys because i didn't want to be friends with the little point guards because I was on bust, I was on bust their tails. So I was like, I, didn't, I made sure I didn't, I wasn't friends with nothing. And we was, we, I, I became friends. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when we first got to campus, I'm like, I'm not hanging with y'all. I'm you not got, talking to y'all because you got to battle for your position. Yeah, right. So that's how me and Slack yeah. and all the big guys became best friends because I just had to take it personal because it's 30 guys in there, only 12 get on the roster. Right. I'm like, and you know, junior college, you know, guys get there one night, the next night they gone, yeah. you know. So they leaving by the day because they can't handle, you know, waking up at five in the morning, going to class, doing all the things on their own, you know, getting caught up in trouble off the floor. Right. So I was disciplined enough to to have a great two years there. I was all American. I ended up making like first team, I think, my freshman freshman year, all conference. So I had a lot of accolades at Coffeyville and I ended up becoming the best point guard in the country, uh, in the junior college my sophomore year. Uh just because I put in all the hard work uh my yeah. off season and Hurt, set back, you know, I never, all my coaches basically let me run the show uh, just because I put in that hard work, you know, so. Hurt so talk like, about your transition into Porter now, right? So now your first year, you go from Hurt, now you're going to Porter. Uh, Hurt is just a laid back guy, you know, laid yeah. back, chill guy, really don't get super high, don't get don't get too low. He's more like an even kill guy, you know, and then transferring over to, to Illinois State, you know, again, it's a different level as far as junior college to, to, to a high D1. You know, you can say what you want about mid-major, high-major. Illinois State at the time was a high – it's high-major to me. Uh, so we got a chance to play against big teams. But um, the speed, the speed and the guys are so big, you know. Uh, so transferring over, you know, you know how the offseason is. It's pickup. You playing pickup with the boys, no rules, no coaches. So right. I'm feeling myself, the girls in there watching, the girls team, you know, everybody watching you play. So I'm like, oh, this is easy. This is easy. 
the coaches don't really say that to you. They don't say that to you during the, the off season. The first official day, oh my God. Like, I didn't know who Porter Moser was. I did not know that guy. I did not know who Coach Jans was. Like, they went into a whole different coaching mode where Bobby was, Knight came out of them, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a form of Bobby Knight. It was a form, it was a form of Bobby Knight, but, it, you know, it, they was trying to. You know, like we talked about it, you know, them guys got, you know, let go after our, our junior year uh, just because of the previous years, you know, building up. We actually had probably the best recruiting class at that time in the Valley. We had the number one recruiting class. Myself, we had two All-American junior college guys, two top 100 guys uh, from high school, Osiris and Bobby, uh, Bobby, uh, Bobby Hill. Uh, so we had five good guys coming in, probably the better class in the Missouri Valley, but you know, all of us are new guys, you know, yeah. five new guys coming in and we'd never seen that before. So we kind of struggled. I think it was 15 and 16 uh, my junior year. So uh, Porter was a good 15 and 16. How can, how can I say it? I, I just have to wash my hands with this like maybe like five or six years ago. Uh, and what I mean by that is I think my junior year was the worst year of my career. Uh, I think Moser's doing a hell of a job now. Like Loyola Chicago, he's at OU, OU now, Oklahoma. He's doing a great job. Jens is at, uh, I forgot where he's at, um, somewhere was, what, Nevada or something? Or what is it? Where is, where is Jens at? He, went, he just went from New Mexico State to the Southeast. He's somewhere yeah. in the SEC. So, so them guys are probably totally different. You know, I know Herc is a different coach because I coach under Herc. Mississippi Herc's. State. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Them guys are probably totally different guys now, but at the time I think they was on a hot seat. You know, if we didn't have a, like a, a big time winning season, you know, them guys were gonna have to get out of there because of the business. You know, so we was end up being 15 and 16, a little better than the year before they had, but over the previous two to three years, they just kind of had an up and down, you know, couple years. So, the you know, like I said, I just wasn't used to the long three hour, four hour practices. You know, the style I like to play is just going up and down, you know, myself yeah. calling the plays, calling the shots, running the show as a point guard, as a leader. And, you know, Moser was more of the half-court guy. You know, he had to play play on his, you know, his suit jacket. You know, he was calling the plays a lot, <laughs> you know. So, just it was different, you know, like I said, not being in control, not being able to run the team, not being able to have my voice be the – you know, I respect all my coaches, don't get me wrong, but, you know, I earned – the right to be a coach on the floor, be a coach in a locker room, you know, win or lose, I earned that because I worked so hard as a player in the weight room, in conditioning, in practices. I just felt like it was kind of taken away from me. And I don't think it was on purpose with them guys. It was more that the pressure of them trying to win, uh, win the conference, have a good season. I think it got the best of them because they had a really good program, a really good team. And I think if they would have had us for one more year, we probably would have been better. Yeah, but yeah. it was, like I said, you know, like I said, I, I love all them guys because I, I got an opportunity. I got a chance. You know, them guys didn't have to give me a chance to come to ISU. They didn't have to recruit me and do the things that they did. So I'll be, I'm forever grateful for Jens and Coach right, Moser. Right. Uh, but the style, it was just it was just a different style. It wasn't a style I could play. Being 5'7", five, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, whatever the roster lists me. <laughs> they list, what what is the truth? I'm gonna what say is the truth? truth? Now, I'm going to say, I give it to y'all now, 5'7 and a half. <laughs> I don't think I've never been 5'9". I think I had a couple of rosters where I was 5'9". So, you know, they give you an extra two inches when you're in college yeah. just to make yeah. the other team feel bad. So then talk about 
now Porter is fired, and now they're bringing in Coach Jankovic. And <laughs> talk about that transition. Man, the press conference. I, I almost I almost transferred. I know um, I know we was on the back of the bus after we lost in the Missouri Valley Tournament uh, our junior year, my junior year, me and Slack junior year, and Dom, all three of us in the back of the bus coming back from St. Louis. We like, hey, I don't know. We, I don't, I'm coming back. I think I'm going to go somewhere else, blah, blah, blah. Slack was like, man, man, I don't know yet. Dom was like, man, me too. So we was all kind of thinking that, you know, we about to transfer for our last year just before we could go somewhere and kind of play our style. And we get, you know, about a couple of days after the conference, you know, we get that message that, you know, they've been released. You know, we're getting a new coach. You know, the next day it's end up uh, being Coach, Jen, uh, coach Jank from KU. He was assistant coach at KU under uh, Bill Self. So I'm like, oh, yeah, like, that's Kansas Connection. Like, he got to know <laughs> He got to know who I am. Like, so I'm like, cool, cool, yeah. I just seen them guys, Mario Chalmers, uh, all them guys. You know, KU is, like, if Illinois State is definitely my first love, but KU yeah. is my, 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 my favorite college program because my grandma was – she loved basketball, and KU was her – you know, we watched KU every night. So yeah. – I, I just was excited, you know, so we went to the press conference, got out of class, went to the press conference, and, you know, he spoke about how he wanted to do things and what he's, you know, his expectations, and we was all kind of hitting each other in a stance, like, oh, yeah, we're going to be all right, we're going to be all right. So we get back to the back after his press conferences, you know, we get back, he started talking to us, we like, oh, what's up? I'm like, you, I know you had some Gates before. He's like, oh, yeah, I like Gates. I'm, I'm Gates. I'm Gates barbecue. Yeah, you know, Kansas this. So we talking. We mingling. And he let everybody else walk out the room. And he's like, boo, come here. I'm like, what's up, coach? Happy. He like, you are terrible. I'm like, what the? I'm like, who, me? He like, you are terrible. This, he looked at me in my eyes. He said, you cannot guard. You, you a turnover machine. You too little. You don't guard 94 feet. So I, immediately, I'm like, like you said, I gotta bite my tongue because yeah. I'm like, I can't, I can't transfer now. Like I'm here. Like I'm locked in. So I'm like, like this can't be. This can't be the guy I just heard on the right. on the microphone. Right. So he basically told me like, you trash. Like, and I'm like, heart beating. I'm finna cry. You know. So. He ended up telling me all that and just walks away. And I goes in the locker room and just start throwing my shoes in the locker like, oh, I'm out here. I'm calling my brothers now. I'm calling my cousins. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. You know, my family, they like, no, nah, you're going to suck it up. You're going to blah, blah, blah. You're going you're gonna to find a way to get, get his respect. So I'm like, all right. So maybe, like, I had a girlfriend at the time. Uh, I was in bed, like, maybe the next night or so. He calls me back. He calls me, like, at 11 o'clock at night. Like, hey, man, you up? You sleep? I'm like, yeah, I'm up, coach. What's up? He like, you the best player on this team. I'm like, what? He's like, I see why the community, I see why everybody's saying this, saying that. I just watched a film with Drake. You had about 20-some points. You did this, you did that. Man, you awesome. You, you, you this, you that. I'm like, I'm, up, I'm looking at my girlfriend like, <laughs> like, put him on speakerphone. So I'm like, I didn't want to be tripping, so I put him on speakerphone. So I'm like, all right, coach, what's up, man? You just told me that I was so bad. He's like, I'm going to break it down to you, boo. If you don't play 94 feet defense, you won't play for me. You're too small to be picking up people from half court and not giving them hell. He said, if you don't play 94 feet, you can't play. We don't win. He said, if you don't keep your man in front, we don't win. 
you got to stay solid. You can't be gambling on defense. You can't be throwing these no-look pass to guys that can't handle the ball. You got to lead. You got to do this. You got to do that. Who your target is. Yeah, he gave me a list of things. Yep. I'm like, and me being me, you know, I'm like, I'm going to prove you wrong. Like, I'm about to check off all these things right, you just said right, right. that I'm good and bad at, and I'm going to be great at it. And, you know, that's what I told him. I'm like, with tears of joy in my eye this time, not not as <laughs> tears of joy. Now I'm like, fine, like, all right, watch. Like, we about to win. Like, because I, I used to have a list. I used to have a list of all the teams that beat me, uh, all the people that ever made me mad or gave up on me or said I wasn't good. Like, I had a big old list. I just got rid of it about, like, seven years when I got done playing ball. That was, like, kind of my driving factor. Yeah, so, yeah. I just he was on my list right after that locker room. Like, Coach Jank was on my list. Like, I'm going to prove him wrong. So, he called me and, and gave me all the things I need to do and what we need to do as a team. And I told myself, we're going to win. We're going to win. I'm going to be a better person, a better player on off the floor. Uh and I remember talking to my teammates about it. And I remember talking to O because I felt like myself only had one more year. And I felt like O had, you know, he had the longer career than me. And I basically told him, yeah, Osiris Edwards, I'm like, you're the best two guard. You're the best player in the country. You know, I wanted to get him that torch because I seen this kid, like, he, he wanted it. Basketball, right, he, right. He, wanted, he wanted that tattoo of a red bird. And I was like, we, we, you're going to be the offensive guy. I'm going to be the defensive guy, and we're going gonna, we gonna to make you who you are. And not, not, I don't mean make him like that because he's already yeah, skill-wise, yeah, but yeah, all the other guys, we, we, we took everything off uh, the plate, and, and Osiris was a guy who was offensive-minded, but he ended up buying into the defense because of myself, Dom, Slack, all the senior guys, man. We, we, we changed the culture, uh, but yeah. it started with me because that phone call because, like I said, I was down and out. I'm like, ain't no way this guy just called me sorry, but I started watching so much tape. I'm like, I was awful. Turn the ball over. And, again, not trying to – I'm a point guard, so I'm always going to take the blame. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was hard playing for Moser and, and, and Jens because, you know, it was just hard. You know, uh, I think a lot of the other guys said it already on this, on this show. You know, it was just a different – my whole career, my coaches didn't let me be the guy. Right, and right. said not just scoring, it's just like I said, running the show, being a leader, yeah. calling the play. They in man, I'ma call motion. If they're in the zone, I'ma call this play. I, I already know them reads. So right. I don't need my coach stopping us in transition or telling me what to call. I already watched tape for three, four hours last night. So yeah. I'm ahead of the game. So I just got back into that mentality because that's what Coach Hurt basically made me do. You know, didn't make me do, but he he, he gave me a chance to, you know, you run the show, run the yeah. team. So yeah. Uh, Jank, man, he let me do that, and I was just – I was back to myself. You know, I had a lot of personal issues going on my junior year, but I never let that – you know, I had my brother uh, get shot, uh, yeah. my niece pass away, my cousin get – like, it was probably like at least eight, eight to ten family and friend members that got killed all in like one year, and they was all close to me. But I didn't ever try to bring that to the light. And, you know, I think Porter kind of made an article uh, at the end of my junior year saying, you know, all this stuff about me as far as my brother and all them. And I didn't know that article came out. And I was like, no, nah, that wasn't the reason I played bad. The reason I played bad because I didn't have the, the, the green light from my coaches, you know, my coaching staff. You know, I think yeah. all of us got held back to a certain degree. And But Jank, like I said, Jank, I don't think Jank coached us. Jank didn't have to coach us, you know, because <laughs> – like I said, that first day, I had to prove him wrong. You know, I was I went from making my sprints from, like, 10 seconds to 8 seconds. You know, I'm making them down and back now in, like, 7 seconds, 8 seconds. 
you know, and we was making everybody, you know, get better. You know, uh, we had a thing called boot camp. Oh my God, a two week boot camp, which uh, I never, I never experienced this in my life. Uh, we had two weeks of 6 a.m. workouts, no basketball. It was just all defense and condition. I think Slack talked about it a little bit. He did. Um, but they was all talking like, are right, we going to go into boot camp next week? You know, officially, we're going to do this, do that. We like, man, what if, what if they have us in army fatigue stuff going outside? This and that? <laughs> we was joking about it the night before. And we wake up and go in the locker room. We all got goosebumps because we had army fatigue shirts. And we like, oh, we really about to go to work, y'all. Like, this is all <laughs> next level stuff. So I never forget that boot camp, you know, we first, when we first, it, it, it helped shape us as a team because we came together. Yeah. And that was like the foundation that, that boot camp was everything because it really changed us and, and got us closer because, you know, we all wanted to play, you know, we all wanted yeah. to prove this new coach we could play and we never let each other down uh, far as from the car rides, waking each other up, getting the boot camp on time because if one of us late, it's just more conditioning. You guys know how that go. One of us late, it's just more and more for all oh, right. So <laughs> there's not one person late. There's yeah. fifteen guys late. Yeah, or it's, twelve it's, or whatever. It's yeah. rap. So we end up getting the first day at boot camp and we it was twenty minutes on the clock and it was jump ropes. They had jump ropes on the sideline and they had a manager and a coach like in front of all of us. And we had to jump rope for twenty minutes straight, nonstop. And the coaches and the uh, managers had a uh, the, the pad. Every time we made a mistake, they would mark it down. So after the first 20 minutes, we probably had about 80 to 100 down and backs sprints because we was jumping, jumping rope for 20 minutes and we was messing up, even myself. You know, we, I messed up a couple times, other guys messed up. It came up to like 80 to 100. We had to do like 80 to 100 down and backs before we got into the, the boot camp. That was yep. our workout. We had, about, we had about six stations, rim touches, uh, lane slides, uh, down. In, it, was, it was everything you could imagine. I think Coach Rourke uh, was kind of over it, too. So it's 6 in the morning, man. Like, it, it shaped us, though. And, I, and I, I think I see why the military and the Army guys kind of get that bond because we, we got that, and that kicked off our season. Uh, like I said, Jake and them, all they had to do was sit back. We probably had about three offensive plays. We didn't run a lot of offense because our defense was turning our, our defense into offense. Uh, but it was – Jank is just like hurt. You know, he definitely my, – my, he's tied up there. He's second – that's my second best coach ever. Uh, just because he shot it to me straight. And he let me He let me be me. You know, he let me be me. Uh, and my, my teammates follow. You know, my teammates follow me because I, t I take pride in being a leader. Uh, yep. I've been a captain and a leader my whole career. Uh, all the way going back from my little league team. So – I just appreciate Herc and uh, Jankovic because, uh, man, them dudes really, like, shaped me on and off the floor. And I was going through so much stuff off the floor that a lot of people don't know about. But, you know, Slack does and, you know, Coach Herc knows and then Jankovic knows. So just for them dudes to be able to, uh, to let me be me and, and let me create my identity and let the world know who I am, I'm forever grateful for them guys. All right, Boo, we were talking, right, and you and I were both talking about MSG, Madison Square Garden, and – of course, St. John's will be forever sorry they didn't let you play there. So let's hear this story. Oh, man, we just, you know, we, we had St. John's on our schedule uh, my junior year. And we thought we was playing, you know, you think you're playing at the Mass Square Garden because <laughs> that's where they played the Yukons. You know, they, they played the Syracuse. They played the big-time games there when they played. Uh, so 
Illinois State being a mid-major, you know, and them being a powerhouse, uh, a high-major Division One, we got we got robbed. They didn't they didn't let us play in a big arena because they didn't think it was it'd fill up or think we was worth it. You know, they thought they was just gonna blow us out. So you know, I was just in a, I remember being in a hotel room with Slack and just like, yo, like. This is disrespectful. Like, <laughs> you know, we, we was at shoot around. We had shoot around at their little college, at their their regular gym, their school gym, and find out we're not about to play in the big arena. And that's you know that's that's the build up the whole time. You know, you see all these things on ESPN, all these big games, these big moments, the big player moments at the, at the match for guard. So I'm like, this is my moment. This is my moment. This is our moment to be that team. So we didn't get a chance to play. Uh, so. I just remember telling myself, I'm finna get these dudes the business. <laughs> and we gonna win. And we gonna win. Uh, they had a big time. They had a good team. They had a good program. I think they had like two or three uh, potential NBA players. Uh, I came, uh, Anthony Mason's son played for them. Was a big time player. They had a couple guys that could really play. Uh, really good team. Really good team. We definitely was the underdogs going in there. I think I had about 25, 27, something like that. I had like 20 point game in that area. But I, I just took it personally because, again, mid-major schools always want to knock off the big major schools because yeah, they, sure. think, they think we can't hang with them. So even if we wasn't playing in Madison Square Garden, like St. John's was targeted on, on my map because we I played Florida State uh, our first couple of games uh, that junior year, and Tony Douglas just gave me hell all night, uh, him and Al Thornton. Uh, they, them dudes had like five NBA guys. I think Dom Johnson had about 30, 35 against them. Couldn't nobody else do nothing. And I just told myself, never again I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have this moment against a big-time school because I know the potential I have. I know I could play at the highest level, and I know I could compete against these guys. So that was the first time my get-back was to play against a big-time school, St. John's. And I just, like I said, we won that game. It was a back-and-forth game for, for – the whole game, most of the time, and Beat I just by made, thirteen. Yeah, I, I, we, we yeah. separated we, because yeah. I, I I had it that night, and you you guys know <laughs> when you feel good, when you feel good, yeah. you have it's your it. Night, your you night. Know, and I already had called my family. I'm gonna be on TV, you know. So everybody <laughs> at home was hyping me up. You know, I had my family all you know watching. You know, they was giving me good words. You know, the night before, so. I just knew grandma was watching. I knew the family was watching. And again, this was my time to, to put on, not for myself, but put on for ISU basketball. And, and, and we had a good group my junior year as well. And we was kind of up and down that year. And that was a big time win for us to be able to knock them off. But I didn't play in the, uh, the big the big garden. And I, I, was, yeah. I was mad. I definitely was yeah. mad because I think that's everybody's highlight to play at the Rucker in New York, to play at the Madison Square Garden. You know, this is the history. You know, you, you get those history, the moment you, you hear about it. So they know who I am, but I just didn't play in that arena. Yeah. Uh, I definitely yeah. got a chance to, to leave my mark in New York. Uh, we had a great time. We had a great time as a, as a unit, as a team, but we definitely didn't. We wanted to play. Our whole team wanted to play there, and I took it personal. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about Utah State, which, by the way, is on Bird Fans Forever. So I promised Boo – when he was coming on, that we'd get more and more of his games up. And so to be able to get him Utah State and Dayton, they'll talk about Dayton second, but let's talk Utah State. You guys beat them down at home. So love it, love it, love it. This is same. It was the same. You know, that's a big-time name as well. You know, they got rich history for their program. 
and had a big time player. Uh, I can't remember his name. Carroll. Carroll, yeah, shooting yeah. like 20 yeah. points a game. You know, probably was on the All American watch list. Uh, I think Dom had him for the most of the night, running off all them dang on screens. And I had the point guard, but it was a, it was a always like a, always every night team effort. You know, getting stops, not just one guy, not even myself could guard one guy. Uh, so it was a, we wanted it. You know, like I said, we already got robbed uh, for the, you know, the, the, the big dance. You know, playing yeah. the big March Madness because we, we had a good RPI. We had, we had good. Our numbers was great everywhere. And we knocked off some good teams, you know, good top 100 teams. We did everything we were supposed to do. But, you know, growing up now, you know, everything's a business, marketing and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it was teams like Arizona and Baylor, I think, at the year. It was like 12 and 12. And we was like 23, 24 and something. I'm like. Yeah. You, you guys were 24 and 9 in the regular season. Yeah. You, so You, you we, won that Utah State game. So you actually set a record at the time for most wins by an IAC. ISU team in regular season. So 24-9, a low 30s RPI, and, and they passed you up. Yeah, sure. but, you know, we, we, me and John kind of talked about it the other day before we got on here. Mm -hmm. uh, Ste Steph Curry, you know, who, who, who do you want to watch? You want to watch Steph Curry? Uh, I want to watch Boo Richards. I want to watch Boo Richards. I want to watch Boo Richards. For sure, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Osiris, Slack, Boo Richardson. I know for a fact, Bloomington Normal wanted to see us. You know, what's going to give you more ratings? What's going to give you more? You know, at that time, Stephen Curry, yeah. you know, he was – that's when he was coming into his identity, him and Davidson. You know, them guys was upsetting people, and he was putting up big numbers. So, I feel like they weren't going to let both of the smaller schools get in, you know, because we was both knocking off teams throughout the year and having good numbers. And, you know, we was more of a d defensive team uh, more than anything. Uh, but, you know, getting beat by uh, Drake three times and then that championship game by 30, it was like yeah. that kind of blew our chances, you yeah. know, for, for the big viewers. But, you know, I think, like I said, the first two games was back and forth. Them guys, they was – I think they, you know, they started the, the four guys shooting threes before the NBA started it. You know, they have four guys out there on that perimeter that could shoot the three. And then they had a point guard just come off that ball screen, just picking you apart like John Stockton. So they had a great team. And, you know, we, yeah. we, I never forget, Jankovic was in the huddle like, hey, what should we run on defense? I'm like, shit, I don't know. Like, we can't go zone. You know, we can't trap. We can't do this. So by the time that, you know, that third game came around, we was just like, man, they got our number. You know, we didn't give up, but it was just every shot they shot. They did it all year. You know, the only time they lost is when they missed shots, you know, yeah. but. That Utah State game, you know, like I said, that, that Utah game, it was just like, this is our moment. You know, we can't cry about not getting in the tournament. You know, we still our, – our coaches did a great job of keeping us upbeat, you know, yeah. not letting us get down and still letting us know we had a moment to, to, to be a part of history, still play, still have life, you know. Uh, so, and, and, it, and it fell on me. You know, I made sure I came in practice with a good attitude, Weights with a good attitude. We still went to class. We did everything right. we were supposed to do following up to that. And I thought it carried over, you know, that first game. And, you know, I think the Dayton game, they just they made they made more shots. They made more plays towards the end because I think just watching it on Bird's uh fans forever uh last night, we, we didn't they went on a seven seventeen oh run. And you yes. know, we didn't score for like three minutes, you know, and yes. we took a lot of a lot of threes, you know, just wind it, not making no excuses but they didn't do a lot of stuff to really hurt us. They, some of they guys that wasn't key guys made shots, 
and a lot of our like Osiris struggle. I struggled second half. I did. I had a good first half. Uh, we just didn't make shots. You know, the guys that usually make shots all year. This is our last couple games. You know, our last game. You know, win or lose, we just make shots. You know, and yep. hats off to Dayton, but they had like two NBA pro guys. You know, just well coached team. Like they just made more baskets. We we guarded. We guarded until that stretch. You know, we couldn't make shots. Yeah. We guarded. Yeah. We guarded. 17-0 run. That's tough to come back. That's we ended up coming tough. back, cutting it to like six or seven, but yeah. four so, minutes without scoring. Sheesh. Let's, let's, I'm going to rewind you back to the Utah State game because there's a couple questions I want to ask. So mm -hmm. they had made to the postseason, I don't know if you know this, eight consecutive years Utah State has, okay? And ISU had a dry spell, right? And you guys mm -hmm. broke that and you went to the NIT. You guys came out, you were making threes in the first half. And and then they made a run, right? Yep. So 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 there's a couple moments here. So there there is a key moment where you, you I gambled. You talk about your defense. I gambled. Well, that's a little bit later. But <laughs> no, you forced back back. To, they're they're within two points, okay? And they got the uh -huh. ball, right? Yep. Two consecutive possessions, you seal it and, and force turnover, okay? And and, and then there's a, a um. A breakaway, a dunk to slack, and all of a sudden we're up by six. Uh, I, you know, a lot of I, I think basketball. I, a lot of basketball people understand me or understand the type of player I am. Far as I could change the game by scoring, passing, or defense. You know, in that year and even that game, you know, I, we we wasn't making shots, we wasn't making plays. The energy wasn't in the gym. The energy wasn't on the bench. The energy wasn't on the on with the guys that was out there and. That's what I was doing all year. You know, I was getting guys to turn the ball over, 10-second violations, you know, getting two to three steals back-to-back, -back, getting assists, and that was a moment. I seen it, the opportunity, and I'm like, I've been letting this guy do whatever he wanted to do, kind of just baiting him into two these turnovers I'm about to do, and he was one of the backup guards too. So I knew he wasn't really confident in handling the ball. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to pull the chair the first one. I pulled the chair, got that steal, gave it to Dom. Dom threw it off the backboard to slack. Energy, yep. and I'm going <laughs> now. Now the energy back. I'm like, all right, I got him again. I got him. All right, all right, straight away. Do so. I jumped to one side and I, I I took it and it hit out. He hit out of balance. So I was just like, let's go. That was just my whole thing. My energy, you know, I, I fed off the energy. So two back to back, you know, that was something I was doing all year because that's what something that was in the back of my head. You got to guard 94 feet. You got to be a pest, and that's what our team needed. You know, like I told you, right. like. I sacrificed my offense because I thought I, I shot the ball a lot. I probably was like nine or ten my junior year. You know, uh, had a lot of you know had a lot of double figure games, but we wasn't wasn't winning. You know, other guys wasn't getting better on the team, and I, I sacrificed everything. You know, for for my team and for a winning season. And defense was like, that's what like I said, Coach Coach Jank said I was trash. Yeah. You know, he told me I was trash, and I ended up becoming the, the best defensive player in our conference. You know, and, and I give credit to Brian Mullins, too, in that Southern Illinois group. I had nightmares. You know, my junior year, Brian Mullins picking me up 94 feet. <laughs> you know, like, I never played it. I never had a game like that as uh, far as playing them two games against Southern Illinois. They defense my junior year was incredible. And also playing against Florida State, like, I had them guys on my list that I, I wanted to get, become a better offensive guy, a better defender. I wanted to be like Brian Mullen. I wanted to be like Tony Douglas, guard 94 feet, being a leader of my team, and not have to score. So that's that Utah State game was my moment to, to, to get people going. 
Uh, and again, my teammates always fed, fed off me. So getting them two steals back to back, I think we just kind of took off from there. And then yep. again, that's a good program. They had some legit bigs and also a good shooting guard that they was gonna make they run. You know, that's just part of sports, part of yep. basketball. Good teams gonna always make a run. It's just how many mistakes can we limit our mistakes? You know, can we limit our mistakes? Can we run our sets to a T? Can we make free throws? Can we box out? You know, things like that was gonna get us in this. Utah, we, we did more than them. You know, we, we got yeah. our we got our plays. Uh, because Curl, he ended up, like I said, he ended up making shots. But the, I gambled, you know, one of the times, you know, when he got the three, I think we was up like six or seven or something like that. And I'm trying to be the hero and get this dang on steal. No, no, we were going to talk about that play. <laughs> yeah, this was my first time guarding him, guard him all night because Don was doing a hell of a job on him. And our bigs were showing on the hedges on, on the screen. So, we did a hell of a job, you know. He made his shots, you know, because he's yeah. a hell of a player. But it was my turn, you know. It's my turn, and I seen the moment. And I'm telling you, the ball. I got the ball. You I had, had the it. ball. I had it. He just took it from me and took one dribble and shot it. And the first thing I could do, you know, how you, you don't want to look at the coach because yeah. right now. <laughs> so you got to get a. Okay, let's talk though. What happened right after that? Because Osiris had the ball and he kicks it out to you, and because you shot 500. <laughs> shots in the gym, right in Coffeeville, you you nailed a three. So so they he did make a three, but you returned the favor right afterwards. So the two mistake rule, you know, if I miss that, I know I might I might my but you, my time, but you did it. I know my my time. <laughs> I, I already messed up once, you know, and I, I can't can't miss this open shot or turn the ball over or get a foul because I know I might hear that buzzer come. That two mistake rule, and that's what I love about Jankovic and uh, also hurt. Because it was a two mistake rule, you know. You're all right with that first one. You know I was dumb, you know. And then that second one, Don't you know, like, yeah, yep. That second shot, you know, that open shot. Osiris did a great job of penetrating, kicking, and I knew I owed my teammate that because I just gave up a three. You know, I gave yeah. up a possession. So, you know, like I said, the, you know, as players and the big time players that we were, you know, the, them the things that you know you live for. You know, this was my moment. You know, it was wobbling shot. Like I said, I got to knock this down. You know, and. That's what it was. Osiris, you know, I, he kicked it out. I made that shot. But I definitely was thinking about me getting beat. And then if I miss this, like, it's just, it's a buzz kill. So I, I had to make that shot. I had to make that shot. I did. And like I said, just the energy and going. But anytime you get that ball two feet in the paint and you can penetrate, you know, a lot of them threes goes in, you know, instead of kicking it on the perimeter, 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 you know, them threes don't really be in rhythm. You know, getting yeah. somebody driving and penetrating, those, those kickouts feel way better. You know, and also getting them offensive rebounds and being able to kick it on the second and third shot. Them threes usually go in a lot more than just drive, 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 shoot, you know. So it was in rhythm. We got what we needed. You know, Sauer did a hell of a job. But I, I just wanted – I want first of all, I wanted that matchup beginning of the game, you know, and coaching yeah. like, nah, you're you going to guard this guy. Right, so right. myself, Dom, sometimes we used to basically argue in the locker room who's going to get the best guy. Right. You know, we got, I'm like, I got him. Like, so that was like our competitive spirit that we had built up where we even had Osiris Elder and also uh, uh, E, Emmanuel Holloway, you know, taking a challenge and guarding them bigger guards every night. And that it was it was super competitive and fun. So and then the next night that that night against Dayton, you know, I had an NBA a top NBA prospect in the Roberts guy. And I held him to his own where I was kind of mad at my big guy for not showing on his screens because he made a couple of threes on me. I'm like, the goal was me, him not to score on me, you know, which he right. didn't until I, I don't think he scored. But that was my whole pride. All, you know, if somebody scored on me, I basically did 100 push-ups when I got home, 
you know. So that was like my thing. Like I didn't want nobody to score on me. You know, if they scored, we better be up by like 15. You know, but it was that game was big. And again, I, it was it's, it's it's rare that people win 24 games. You know, especially the the turnaround we had. You know, yeah. like I said, not oh, saying yeah. we, not saying we was tired, not saying nothing. We just didn't make shots. You yeah. know, and, and at the time, like I, I wish I would have been a uh, you know I definitely was a great leader. But when you in that moment, you really don't get to see it, you know. And then watching the film again last night after all these years, I'm like, damn, one of us just needed to drive. Drive yeah. and foul. You know, we shot too many threes, you know, and they executed they plays and got inside-out touches, and, and they, they, they capitalized, you know. And we, was, we just win it. But like I said, that I think that was the, the one moment of my senior year where I was like, all right, this team, you know, this guy's an NBA guy. This, this team is well-coached. The same way when we play Indiana, you know, we, we battled them guys, but all of a sudden it was just like a, damn, like these are the NBA guys. Yeah, right. We more, we more of the overseas guys, you know. After this, we finna go overseas. or This guy's finna be top pick. Eric Gordon's finna be the number one pick, you know. So we we knew we, we could play with the best of the best, and we did that for two years. But really our senior year, and I say my senior year, my senior year and Slack senior year and Dom senior year, I think us three, we, we, we hung with the best of them because Dom did his thing offensively and defensively. And I wish, you know, I wish he would have played, but he ended up getting like strep throat the last four or five games. We kind of threw him out of rhythm, and he was definitely big for us. You know, he was a starter for, for two years for us. Yep. My, my wing man, you know, he definitely made a lot of shots for me and, and, and played hell of defense. So, just not having his presence for a couple games and him just being off, you know, I know he wanted to be there, part of it. And All right, Boo, thank you for being on. This is where we turn it over for, to you for closing statements or thoughts or whatever. So, floor is yours. Uh, man, I just want to thank you guys for having me. Uh, thank you guys for putting this on and letting uh, guys like myself and letting former uh, athletes, you know, Red Bear athletes, share our stories, you know, on and off the floor. Uh, this is definitely turned into a safe haven. You know, I think a lot of us, you know, have things that we want to say or let the outside world besides the locker room know. So um, thank you guys uh, for, for putting this on and having me. Um, want to shout out Bloomington Normal uh, for having me out there for two years, man. Uh, definitely that community was amazing, you know, from all the boosters, the sponsors, uh, the pub, you know, rest his soul, you know. Um, <laughs> Just everybody, you know, everybody out there that embraced me for my two years there made me feel like home. Uh, I just want to thank you guys and also my teammates. You know, uh, I know my teammates always shout me out some articles and podcasts and different things when they talk about, you know, basketball. But, you know, I definitely worked hard for a reason. And, you know, having good teammates, you know, my Redbird teammates, also my Coffeeville teammates, you know, seeing them guys push through days that we didn't want to work you know, definitely helped me, you know, and them guys being in my corner, you know, no matter right and wrong, you know, always kept my fire going, you know. So a lot of people always talk about boo, boo, boo. Man, Slack, you know, Osiris, Bobby Hill, you know, B. Hoax, you know, Jude, you know, Levi, all them guys that was on the rosters my two years, Ronnie, you know, everybody, uh, Roberto Fortes, like, the guys that was there before me, uh, you know, that was there in the summertime that, that laid the foundation for the ISU basketball there in that summer when I was there. The Nadu, rest his soul. Uh, 
just want to thank you guys as well out loud. I don't think I thank you guys enough for, you know, having my back as a player, you know, so as a person. So thank you guys. Love you guys. And again, thank you guys for having me. Um, Redbirds for life, man. Redbirds for life. All right. Boo, thank you. Man, it was a pleasure. I love watching you guys play. Um, and with that, this is episode 37 with Boo Richardson. John, close it out. Yes. There you go. <laughs>